Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to We Should Jam Sometime. So, I don't know who's listening to these anymore, but I'm just going to kind of level with you right here, and this might be a couple minutes long, uh, but I'm not going to speak at the outro, other than maybe just to say thank you, goodbye. Um, This podcast is way late. I recorded this one even before the Crownlands episode, and I haven't put it out yet, mainly because I've been busy with work and stuff, and honestly, just like kind of lazy actually too i should have just did it um but here's the plan for we should jam sometime uh this will be the last episode for a while um because i'm I'm working right now and i have plans for a little bit uh into the future that i won't get into too much but basically i'm just working a lot um i don't have the cameras anymore because i've been renting those from the school even though greg's um uh, you know, there's a couple like the Bodhi Jar episode and I think Sage's and, and Greg's were all with like digital cameras and the quality was just garbage for video. Um, so I'm going to invest in kind of a cheaper video camera, but it's going to do what I want it to do. Uh, and that's kind of the plan moving forward for the podcast. Um, me and my buddy Luke uh, kind of have some plans for September, uh, bigger plans, Um but I really enjoyed doing this podcast and I learned, I've learned a lot about myself listening back. Some of them were super easy. Um, you know, like I remember like, Oh, Geronimo was one of the first ones was the first one I did in terms of like getting a guest that I didn't know on. And, uh, I love that. Uh, Karen was so cool and, uh, I hope to have him back on one day. I wish those guys uh, a lot of luck, uh, and I send them a lot of love. And, you know, Lost in Japan's was so easy and fun. And Basic White uh, was so easy and fun. Like, Riley's been um, a bit of a mentor for me since having that podcast. And we've become uh, friends since that uh, episode. We, we literally met just before we did the recording. And uh, I don't think you would have known that by watching. Um you know, I've learned a lot about myself doing this. And the Crownlands one was tough, man. It was hard. I was so nervous for that. Uh, those guys are blowing up, and I'm such huge fans of them. And I think I let that get in the way. And watching it back, um, that was one where I, I thought, you know, and I think I got to stop doing these and reevaluate because the Crownlands episode wasn't as good as it should have been. And that was my bad. Uh, I I remember watching back and I was like, there was a follow-up question there, man. There's a follow-up question there. Uh, and as much as that kind of sucks for me, I don't know if they felt the same way. They were super nice guys. Um, but I just, you know, I need to come back stronger and, and redeem myself for that. So this is not the end of the podcast. Hopefully, hopefully taking a few months off is not going to hurt me. Uh, but we're coming back in a big way. And you know, on paper anyway, um, me and Luke have plans. Uh, I might be adding a co-host potentially. I'm not going to say any, it's not Luke, uh, as of right now, that's not the plan anyway. Uh, but I don't want to say anything yet cause nothing's set in stone, but, um, yeah, you know, I think, uh, I'm going to study this stuff a little bit better and I'm going to come back stronger hopefully because I love the Southern Ontario music scene. And uh, I want to try to share that with as many people as possible. And though I'm bringing on a lot of bands with more following than I personally have, um, I'm learning a lot from my own band, from talking to these people uh, and establishing those relationships.
Um, but yeah, I'm kind of just talking in circles here. But that's kind of the plan. Um, so I want to make sure that when we come back, we're here for good. And uh, there's no more bullshit uh, on my end. And I think I think if we execute this properly, I think people that are listening to these, I think you're going to like what we have coming. Um, but I don't want to like get into it so much because in my head, like I have everything so perfectly planned out, but like we haven't taken too much action yet. Um, but I'm excited about it. Luke's excited about the, the prospect of it. So, um, so I think that's what's going to happen. So I don't want to say too much yet. I I keep saying that I keep kind of teasing it and then stop it. Um, but I want to apologize to Greg, uh, for taking so long to put this out. Uh, not cool. But uh, Greg's a great guy, a good friend of mine, old friend of mine, um, as you'll hear in this episode. And uh, I appreciate that he came on. Hopefully we can do it again. I think that we definitely will. Uh, And I won't be such an asshole next time and I'll get it out uh, right away. Uh, But anyway, here's the episode. And uh, episode 23, 24, I believe, which is crazy that we got there. But we did. And, uh, you know, here's the many more. It's just, they're coming. And I have plans. I have people that have asked to be on it. Um, I have people that I want to ask to be on it. And I, I think that should be good. Um, I'm just so stoked on the Southern Ontario music scene right now. I think it's fucking awesome. Uh, and I know there's stuff that I haven't heard yet that I know is awesome. So uh, let's, you know, I'll see you out, you know. We should jam sometime. This is We Should Jam Sometime. I'm Caleb Thompson. You wanted the best, you got the best. This is the hottest podcast in the world. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to We Should Jam Sometime. Here with my old buddy, Greg Smith. (laughs) What's up, man? It's good. I'm happy to be in London. It's yeah, uh, it's always good here. It's always good shows. It's always good people. It's a big music community here. Yeah, and it feels like it's like coming to something. Yeah. Like it feels like it's it's people people have been like working on it for a long time, building it, yeah. like putting together like committees and all this kind of stuff. Where yeah. it's like there's like an infrastructure for music here, which yeah. is cool because. There's not that everywhere. No, there's not, a lot not of in jobs. Me for Ontario. No, <laughs> not a, it's almost like bigger scale me for though. Like I feel mm. like there is. I mean, you know more than that than I do, but you're you're like a folk musician, which is better in that area. I think. I don't know. I don't know if anything. Yeah, better. Know? like I'm. I don't know. I feel like I shouldn't like come on the podcast and <laughs> uh, and like rip on me for it all. But lately, I've been kind of down on like the local thing up there, just because it's like there's nothing going on for. There's not that many people coming through to play. Right. And then there's not that many opportunities for people who are from the area to open for work with the people who are coming through to play. So it's just like, and I've been given some opportunities throughout, you know, last year and a half, two years to do stuff like that, to open for like really cool people. Yeah. But I just feel like, you know, I've got those opportunities and not necessarily, like there's not that many people playing music, but I just feel like there's not enough opportunity for there to be like a good scene that is, uh, you know, like exporting itself and touring and doing things you right. know it just it doesn't have a, a lot going on like you look at a city like peterborough and peterborough is lucky because it's right between ottawa and toronto so a lot of people are touring through playing yeah. you know 
Wednesday night, Thursday night shows or whatever. Yeah. And uh, like there's people there and they can open for three great bands or three great uh, artists. Yeah. You know, three times a month. Yeah. You know, just just opening slots and then they can have their own local stuff where it's them headlining and them like you know, right. Putting in the work themselves. So right. the, it, it you know like. I'd like to see more of that in our area. And I think that's happening slowly. Like we're getting um, more venues and, and more kind of, I, I, I think I stole it from somebody, but I always say like the hipsters have come home to roost. Right. You know, like yeah, now yeah. we've got like weird taco places and the farmer's markets are getting bigger. Right. Um, and like, I think it's a great benefit to us because yeah. we, we've all this cool stuff from the city that we don't normally get to experience necessarily. Right. Or, so it's all this kind of stuff that's like new. Anyways, you asked something that wasn't about anything about that. Oh, no, no, that's so good, though. That's so good. We can uh, talk about that. Yeah, well, I, well, like, yeah, my point with that was just the, like, um, the difference in, like, there's a little bit more, I figured. Like, it seemed like you were maybe doing more than I thought you were doing over there. Because you were trying for a bit to, like, you were putting on shows and stuff. Yeah, like, I, there, I, I did organize some shows, and um, it was, like, they did, some of them did really well, some of them... It was tough. Like we would, something like we had like forty people come out. Sometimes we had like fifteen people. Right. And I just felt like it was really hard to build like a, a consistent right thing that people like grabbed onto and would you know commit themselves to. Mm-hmm. Um. And I had all kinds of different ideas. Like you know you could start some kind of a subscription thing. They pay in and they get all these like a show. Right. But that's a lot of work to put something like that together yeah. for someone, you know, of or who's also trying to do their own thing like i'm talking about me but yeah. anyone right there's all kinds of people yeah. who like have careers and right. have kids and all this stuff so it's tough for like in a small because there's not that many people right yeah and in london like it only takes one person to put together a great concert series yeah, it's true that goes on every friday night or whatever yeah to have a massive effect on the music scene yeah because just like an opportunity like that changes things wildly yeah um yeah it's a big it's a big deal here well i mean like the music program itself helps Certainly. and then obviously wake western has their own thing too um, but there's like London. <laughs> we won't Kill, talk Kill about them. Not to throw shade, but. <laughs> no, just, um, but uh, no, there's some people that do uh, that do like half my program, half Western, right. like the Western program. So it's extended a little bit. Um, but no, there's like London Music Office and stuff that like tries to bring like yeah. other cities together, kind of thing. Um, yeah, so there's lots of great stuff like that. Like there's a bunch of London bands at the Junos right now. Sure, like doing stuff. Um, so it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool for me. You're like, if you live down here, cause it's like, well, fucking like that band, like I saw we them, at, for them uh, run runners yeah. and now they're like on the radio or whatever, yeah. you know, that's cool. Uh, which is cool. We've got like, yeah, yeah like Olivia and the creepy crawlies are, yeah. uh, are London folk. And yeah. you know, there's a lot of great people that have come out of London and yeah. you know, like still, you know, pay homage. Yeah. Homage. <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna do that a bunch of times. I'm terrible with words. I know like four well. Oh, <laughs> hey, that's just that's just me for it. <laughs> Sorry, it's part of our culture. <laughs> um, yeah, well, you know, like uh, like Taylor Holden, right? Yeah, Taylor. And... Taylor came out last night, which is really great oh, to see cool. her. I haven't seen her in a little while. Yeah. She, uh, last time I played in London, uh, she hosted the show I played. Oh, cool. You know, she has a great little house there, and I'm, now I'm like putting on. Out there in the world, like oh, Taylor does shows. Taylor doesn't really do shows, <laughs> so don't don't send her emails. <laughs> yeah, actually, like you know some uh, MIA people that like I don't even know really. I met a couple the other night. I was doing the uh, Summerfolk Youth Discoveries. Yeah, man. Audition oh, yeah. process the other night. Did you meet uh, Liam? Yeah, it's acoustic guitar guy. Yeah, he was in Astro's family. Uh, describe him physically. <laughs> 
hummus is how we describe Liam. <laughs> he would have been probably wearing like a lot of like beige corduroy. Is he like lanky and? I mean, kind of, yeah. I mean, I, I met, I met a couple though, people Liam. who knew you. I like, I have met a couple people who. Well, like my them. buddy Carl was there, who just lives next door. He was in Esther's family, right? And then uh, Willem James Cowan. Yep. He was there. He's fucking awesome. Like Esther's family and Liam both like won. Like yeah. they both moved on. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they're both in my ear. And then I think Keenan Lachance was there. Yeah, and he does the acoustic. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's a first year. He's a really cool guy. Yeah. Um, lots of energy on that guy. Yeah, he's like super introspective. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, those are all great guys. Yeah, I was gonna say like if you didn't know who Esther's family is, like I would check them out. Definitely. Um. Yeah, they're really good. Um. But yeah, are you like playing at Summer Folk this no, year? No, like, I'm not sure if like I think. Like, I've done it a couple of times, like, this audition process. And right. I'm, and there's definitely things I, I need to work on and, you know, like, improve in what I do. But at the same time, I'm just not sure that I really fit into it or something. Right. Because like, it's, been, it's been a few years, and I've I've made it to finals three times now. Right. Um, and I just, like, I don't know that I want to be, like, 21, doing the same thing I was doing when I was 16. Right. Um, which, again, I'm, that's not, like, that I think I'm above it or anything. It's yeah. just that I think that you know progression like, yeah like i want to yeah. i want to be moving on and yeah. doing other things and like and then like looking at my year like i would love to play summer folk someday at some point like yeah. it's, a, it's a dream of mine i love that festival that festival has given me so many experiences like right like i remember being there when i was like 16 and going to like the after party kind of yeah, thing yeah. and like hanging out with all these folk musicians and being like fuck this is what i want yeah I'd just sit around and play music till five in the morning and yeah. drink get drunk on like beers that cost a quarter yeah <laughs> like, pretty much it right here yeah like, you know and uh so some folks done so much for me but yeah i'm not I'm, I, I might do it again next year but i think that i might just kind of like to hold off for a little bit yeah i mean i have two years left and to, to to do it like, right it's like a youth thing okay. um but yeah i'm still kind of now i'm kind of considering whether it's the right move for me or whatever right yeah Right on. I've met so many great people through the program, though. Yeah. And it's like, it's such a great program. And I'm glad that, like, this year, because they did it in London, like, you can see that, like, London, like, grabbed onto it. Like, yeah. Like, I think they, there was, like, the, the edition was full here. Yeah. And it definitely shows that, like, there's there's lots of people who are young and, like, willing to and interested to do that kind of thing, which yeah. is good. Because we don't have that up in Owen Sound, Meaford, Collingwood no. area. There's not that many people who are, mm, no. like, doing music. No. And, it, like, it ebbs and flows. Like, it's like a pendulum, right? Like, eventually yeah. it'll come back. Like, you know, I remember people always talk about in Owen Sound a few years ago. There was a, there was a like, a class of, of high school kids, and they are all, like, just, like, making videos and music. Yeah. And just, like, it was super, like, that was the cool thing. Yeah. And, you know, then that goes away, and then for a while there isn't that, and then it comes back. Yeah. And so... And I, I feel like that happens in the city too, but you don't notice it yeah. because the musicians are still here. There's just not new stuff starting. Yeah. And then, but like in a small area like that, like you definitely notice it. Yeah. Because well, there's not enough. Because everybody's like growing up. And there, going away. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. Like so many people just like because there's there's universities here, there's colleges, right? There's yeah. young people, which is weird for me. Like when I went to like that house party house show last night, it was like. Look at all these people who are relatively my own age. Yeah. It's like they're not 30 and talking about having kids. Yeah. They're drinking beers and, Like the dream is so very much alive still. Yeah. Like with people (laughs) that are our age. Um, Yeah. Well, when people... uh, The profs have been saying that about our year, that like this year just... Like musically, there's so many people that are like performers in our Mm -hmm. year, which is really cool. Um, Because like Willems, I think he's a year younger. He might be your age or a year younger. He was like right out of high school when he came in. And... uh, 
like my year this year is the first year that they let people in right out of high school so there's a lot of like young people oh really so previously they wanted you to have like some life experience yeah because like i when i applied the first time i didn't get in because you had to take some kind of like college course first you had to take like general arts which i'm actually glad i had to wait a year (laughs) so it worked out a lot better for me but but then like when i applied the second time they were letting people in right out of high school right so you're saying that doing that has made it like a I think lot more the, performers, like a, a maybe yeah, a little more. Well, I mean, I think it was just luck of the draw sure. that it happened that way. Um, the difference between our year and for this year, I think that, um, I think that it depends because I think out of first year, I think if I came in out of college, like I, I don't think I would have survived as well as I did now. And I think that's person to person, obviously. Right. But um, I don't know. There's a lot of responsibility that comes with like being in college anyway despite what program you're in but like especially with this one like you really have to get out there yeah and i like and i think it's, it's a pretty heavy course load for yeah. to like a lot of projects like yeah and it's funny how like it's obviously stuff you want to do you know because yeah. like it is music and that's like yeah. if you're in that program that's probably your thing yeah uh you know it's in the name yeah uh, but when you have so much of it and deadlines and stuff and it's yeah. not just like your creative process that it's hinging on it's yeah. like everything yeah like that's pretty yeah that's that's a lot more there's been people there was a guy that dropped out last year and he was like it's just he goes i loved it but it was just like i didn't want to do the projects like i wanted to be in the studio doing my own shit he's actually since like come back but when he left for a year he was like yeah i just like didn't want to do the projects like yeah like i i have such like a personal like like I'm not so sure. Like I always, at times, I've wanted to go to school for music, and yeah. I wanted, but I, I'm, I'm never sure about going to school for anything artistic. Right. Like, I think I, th- I know people who benefited greatly from it, mm-hmm. and I know people who, like, don't feel that they really got anything out of it. Yeah. Or, or that. So I, I, like, right now I'm quite comfortable where I am. I want to be doing more. I'll, obviously, like, you know, everything's about just like. Yeah. Getting further and and yeah. delving deeper, learning more. You know. Um. Well, I think too. Like, I think just the difference between you and i is like i needed this program to like push me into like talking to people and like sure. getting out there it's like, Where it's like a personal you, aspect too yeah like you were like i'm going to fucking europe and like playing music and like i just didn't have like the balls to make a move like that well i think it's funny to say that because like at the time my my game plan was go to europe and not play music right <laughs> that was like the idea because like in my in my like slightly younger slightly more naive head i was like you know, if I'm going to play music, uh, it's going to be a real commitment. Yeah. So I want to have some time to be young and just yeah. enjoy myself and Right. not play music. And then I went away and, like, after, like, a month, I was playing fucking showcase. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> then I started just, like, just, like, jumped into the scene there really hard. And, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I couldn't help myself. But uh, but that's killer, though. Because you, like, got, like, a fan base in, like, Budapest or something. I like, mean, I, I just, I mean, like, I, there, was, there was a scene there that, like, was just kind of it's always been there but like an english speaking singing right uh you know like folk acoustic kind of scene that was really kind of just starting up the label that i started working with there uh lone waltz okay uh lone waltz records like they had just kind of come about like uh six months a year before so i would kind of jumped in right at a good time yeah things were just kind of culminating uh there's a guy there tim atkins who's half british half Hungarian guy who started like a like a showcase that happened uh, twice a month, and that oh, was man. really bringing up like the small end of the musicians, you know, small. Mm-hmm. End. I don't know if that makes sense. But, like the you know the, <laughs> yeah, the yeah. little guys who wouldn't have have anywhere to play. Yeah, who just had to play like solo gigs at cafes. We're now playing like you know like it was almost like a, a small festival twice right. a month, right? Yeah. And then he also put on big festivals that were like 
you know, all day. Yeah. You know, like 12 acts, two stages in one venue. You know, like, so, like, there was a lot of, like, there was a lot of just shit going on. Right. You know, there's a lot of opportunity and, and it seemed like endless audience too yeah like, like my first show there I'd, I'd played two showcases like the 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 tim atkins thing there yeah yeah um which i think it started back up again it's called budapest open mic nights um cool i it's not an open mic because you can't just get up and play All right. <laughs> it's really a showcase but they called it open mic I don't, so anyway uh but uh yeah like my first show i had like 40 people turn up oh nice and i felt completely unknown at that point yeah right but it was like and it was a tiny little venue like fit for maybe like 20 people right. right and they were just packed in there nice. and it felt it was like wow this looks like i can have some fun in this country, yeah. right and so that was really encouraging and uh i think that's when like the lone lone waltz guys kind of came out and they saw that and they were kind of into it so we've been working together ever since nice so, cool yeah you're still working with them uh, i mean like, like not for of... releases um but like when i when i go there i definitely rely on them to help me book and you know, like I can't wait. I think eventually they're going to start coming over here too. Nice. Um, they've they've started touring a lot more in Europe in the last like year and a half. Um, yeah. So, because they all have individual um, music projects themselves. Uh, Zanzinger's amazing. Okay. Uh, Duke Bluebeard, uh, <laughs> Duke Popover Bluebeard. Cousins, uh, Andra Shupor. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a bunch of them. Uh, Mushu, Mushu and the Matter. Nice. And they're all wild, and they do do <laughs> great music. And so anyway, it's it's. It's great because there's just a bunch of, like, I have a bunch of friends there, essentially, right? I have another friend group in another place that are all working hard and doing stuff there. And now, like, in the last year, I've started to try and build that here. And it's it's, it's different here. Like, it's a a different different mindset is put, like, towards music. I was talking about this this morning with John Muirhead. People I find in Canada are really, like, almost too encouraging. Okay. Not, Not critical enough. Right. Which is like a, a, not not controversial, but like some I people would take that and like be like, no, like we need to be supportive in it. Yeah. And I believe in support, but I think there also is a place for like, yeah, challenging people, yeah. like not just letting them do what they do unchallenged. Yeah, because they they need to be, they need to be so strong in their belief that what they do is is a choice it's, that they've yeah. made. It needs to be conscious, not just because. Right? Yeah. And 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 when people are challenged and people say, Why do you do this or why do you not do this other thing? And they say, No, I do this because Yeah. That's when they, they believe in what they do. Yeah. And they can you know. Yeah. That makes sense for sure. I think uh yeah. Well I mean here it's very encouraging, but I think there's But it can be both. There's can so be both. much No, I know I know what you're I know what you're saying though. But I well like there's profs that we have that are, you know, tell you what they think. But I think there's so much when you're surrounded by like really good music if you love it and you can definitely see the difference in people that i go to school with that get it and are like okay i'm not quite there yet and they work at it and there's some right. people that don't get it people accept themselves and yeah. like i think that's the most wonderful thing in this whole music thing is like once you find your place yeah there's nothing more comfortable yeah right because like you can see people who are two or three years ahead of you and they're in album cycles and they're really trying to like push it yeah and there's so much comfort in knowing that you're not there yet like that's how i feel right now is that like i'm still just figuring out what it exactly it is i do yeah and you know i'm learning a lot just in writing and playing and and like my performance has changed a lot and even in the last six months yeah um and so i'm really comfortable just knowing that i'm just like learning what i do right right i'm not trying to be anything big yeah i'm not trying to get official showcases at conferences i'm not you know, I'm not putting out expensive records. I'm not throwing my money down until I know that 
what I'm doing is what I really, really want to be yeah. doing. It's not like I, I like what I do, but I know that there's further potential. Right. So I'm comfortable just waiting and, and working. Right. Right. Not trying to be ahead of where I am. Right. You know, just a comfort in knowing where you're at and not pretending you're something more. Right. Um, is there like, you have like a short term goal or like something that you know is like, that might be the next step? Um, I mean, yeah, like this, this fall, I'd like to do a lot of conferences. Like as far as folk music, um, like the conference scene is really strong in folk music. We have like, there's folk music, Ontario, there's Northeastern regional folk alliance, there's Southeastern regional folk alliance, there's uh, folk folk alliance international, which is in Montreal this year, which is nice instead of Kansas city. Cool. So I'll definitely be going there in February. Um, I was. I'm considering. There's a there's a showcase in Korea called Zandari. Oh, nice. Uh, my friend uh, Oliver, who plays in Popover Cousins, uh, they went there last year and had a great time. Oh, so cool. I'm, I was thinking about doing that. I have to the end of the month to, to send, submit. But yeah. Just because that'd be. Yeah. Cool be thing wild. to do. Yeah. Go to Korea. You know, it's like, <laughs> I, like I sometimes feel like that too. Like with music, it's like. It can give me everything else I'd like to do. Right? Yeah. Like, I I'd probably just like to go to Korea just out of wanting to go somewhere yeah. right but you know then i can go and have a reason yeah you know then i can justify it for myself being like this is going to be good for my career yeah. <laughs> you know this is, this is a move uh whether it is or not yeah for sure that's the opportunity yeah we had a band in uh for like a guest lecture a while ago a couple, couple weeks ago um wine lips and they're from toronto and they were playing uh playing a show and this guy was like yeah like i book in china like uh, you guys want to come to china and they're like I mean, yeah, sure. Like, for real? He's like, yeah, we can say you have, like, a few dates. We'll handle everything. <laughs> They're like, yeah, I guess. Like, I guess we could go to China. Like, it's just, like, one of those things that you didn't really think was, like, an option. And then, then all of a sudden, it yeah, very much is an option. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, fuck, I guess we could do that. Sure. But, uh, yeah, cool. Um, so you're, are you, like, worried about recording anything new? Um, um, I have an EP that's like in the very slow works, like, um, right. I'm doing it with a friend in Walters Falls where I'm from, uh, it's in a studio that he made and it's like, it's kind of serendipitous yeah. what I do know, yeah. <laughs> uh, because it's my great grandfather's workshop, Oh, cool. but he like bought my great grandfather's like property house right. and, and workshop. Yeah. And then with no input from me, turned it into a music studio Nice. and so and he's also got like a 1959 Airstream trailer that he has all rigged up with like lines in the walls and stuff. Oh, so wow. he's got like the the booth is like the back end and you record in the front. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he's he's doing a lot of cool stuff. Uh, yeah. That's Paul out in Waters Falls. Cool. There. Shout out to Paul. <laughs> and shout out to Paul. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we're slowly working on an EP. Um, I think it'll be just another kind of like, it'll be another acoustic kind of right. simple thing. Like I don't want to really dive in too deep i don't think i'm kind of comfortable just presenting the songs you know right. um i want them to be a higher quality recording yeah uh sounds better better mastered and stuff like that but yeah. you know i'm not at a point yet where i'm feeling the need to you know make a big record yeah right? I'm, I'm happy making this is my second ep um and then you know maybe a year after that we'll see about a record like a full yeah. length yeah um yeah so there's an ep probably like next fall cool that's what i'm shooting for right now yeah yeah um I usually I've been like talking to a lot of people about this, but you think that there's really a difference like now with having like putting an EP out or a full length? Mm, I think, think I think like depends. I think people people get hung up on format. Yeah. Right. I think it. Uh, the idea of the record is not that 
it's the, the record should be an idea itself, whether yeah. it's an EP or a like a full length an LP. Right. Uh, it should be that it's a collective idea, right? right? Where like the, each song is relevant to another song, or yeah. they've been put in an order where you go from point A to point B, right. and you can't get from point A to point B in any other order because the yeah. song's been set up in a very specific way. It's not just a collection of songs that you wrote in a period of time. Right. It, it shouldn't be, I don't think. Yeah. Like, there is that. There is, like, here's some songs I wrote. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, I feel like if you're going to go to the work of recording songs and, you know, like considering all the production you know everything yeah. all that shit you might as well have a collective idea something yeah. that is like it all says something of the same it's a theme you know it should be a piece of like an essay or something yeah, it should yeah. be like a book there should be a, a collective idea right um so despite either way length i think doesn't really matter yeah it's like does it achieve that yeah is it an album because that's what an album is an album is like it's, it's an idea yeah you know like yeah. it should be <laughs> I'm glad there's a camera so I can just do yeah. this. Otherwise, it does, it does nothing if this was. You're just listening. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't know where I like sit on that because there's been. I've almost just from what I've noticed from like smaller bands around here, like smaller, big to us, but in sure. the grand scheme of things, um, like Texas King just put out their album like a full length. But I think like they needed a full length release to like shoot off into that oh next, totally so there is there is like yeah. a marketing perspective too yeah. where it's like where the the industry wants you to have a full length yeah right? but then like, there's like there's a band called crownlands who just have two eps and they're fucking also killing it like getting like tv spots and sure like i've big, heard of them yeah exactly so like they only have two eps so like that's why i think it's like a funny contrast between the two yeah i think it, i think it like or you look at something like gary clark jr who's yeah. obviously like an incredibly like madly talented guitar player mm -hmm. artist blues you know all those words. Um, and he had an EP out when he, like, broke. Yeah. Right? And then it wasn't probably for another year because he just toured super heavy. For, and then he put out another album. Yeah. And people were wanting that album. Like, they yeah. were craving his full length. Right? Yeah. So, uh, I think there's, like, there's no way to do it now. Yeah. It's, it's just, like, it. you're just going to, whatever makes sense. Right? Like, if, if you only have five good songs, don't put, put out. out a fucking yeah. full length. <laughs> yeah. You know, like. Yeah. You don't need to fill it kind of thing. Yeah, so yeah. it's like if it makes sense to put out an album, put out an album. Like yeah. I think, I think if you're putting out EPs, it definitely to some people, especially older people in the industry, I think it says something different than an album. I think, but I think people coming up don't see it that way. Right. I think it's like the only thing is like if if people really like your stuff, they're gonna want more. And if yeah. you only have five songs out because you only put out an EP, they they might you know, leave you behind for someone else who has the, the amount of content that they need. Right. Like the amount of variety. Yeah. When um, I was talking to, um, I'm going to say his name wrong, but uh, Kieran from Odronimo, yeah. when we were talking about that, because their first album was 10 songs, mm -hmm. and then the second one is seven. And he was like, I don't, he's like, I just call it an album, like no matter what it is. So we had seven good songs, so like that's what's on the album. He's like, I don't really, like, what's the difference between like, you know, an EP or like an, an LP kind of thing? And I thought that was an interesting point. Cause like it's kind of the same thing. Like it's this is the music we're putting out right now, and we had six good songs, so this is the album that we're sure. putting out. Like, does it really matter now? Um, but yeah, I don't know. I guess it's circumstantial. Yeah, and I think it also used, like you know we look back and it used to be about like physical format. You could yeah. only fit so many songs on the side of a record. Yeah, you can only fit right. So there were these limitations that aren't in place anymore. Yeah. Um. So I think it's all in our heads. Yeah. Right? For sure. Like we have an idea of what an album is supposed to be because we've listened to albums. 
so we want to make an album that's like an album in our yeah. brain yeah but it feels know. cool to say that you put out now uh, totally <laughs> Wait, like, like, i always whenever i'm on stage i always say yeah like my last record and yeah I, go, I didn't print it on vinyl and yeah. also it's an ep but, <laughs> but you know like yeah it sounds definitely sounds better to do that we're all just trying to sell ourselves yeah to ourselves exactly that's <laughs> fair enough fair enough yeah i don't know i just think it's like an interesting conversation but I guess realistically, if you have all the pieces, it doesn't really matter. Like if you're a good live band, if your songs are good, it probably doesn't really matter. Yeah, as long as it's enough, right? Yeah. And or on the other hand, like leave people waiting a little bit, right? Yeah. If, they, if they love you and that piece EP is enough for them, then yeah. then take your time and put out an album when you're ready. Yeah. You know? Like like the whole album cycle thing is intimidating to me. Like because I know at this point anyway, like I'm working on being a more active songwriter. Yeah. But, you know, I only get something that I think is solid and that I want to play live, like, yeah. at, at its best once a month. Right. You know, and yeah. even then, like, if, like, good enough to play live is, is not the same thing as good enough for an album. No. <laughs> you know, like, uh, so, like, I look at uh, people who are, you know, years ahead and they're in these album cycle things, right? And yeah. people are saying, like, you know, if you're not putting something out every yeah. one, two years, you know, you're going to get, you know, left behind a little yeah. bit. You know, it's like, and sure, like, everybody wants to break faith with the music industry and do what they want, cut yeah. their own path. At the same time, there are these tried and true patterns, yeah. right? People are going to forget about you after one or two, start, yeah. start forgetting about you after one or two years, potentially, yeah. you know, if you're yeah. not continuing to, yeah, you know. Until you get into that, like you're just like superstars and then it doesn't then you can't nobody's, wait nobody's like, that <laughs> no nobody's but that. i mean like but like i waited three years for a queens of stone age record and that was exactly fine. yeah <laughs> that's that's a whole different thing yeah, that's like that's, a, that's what i meant that was it's irrelevant point. i think almost yeah. like people talk about like that point I, I i think it's funny like you get all these people who they focus on that level of the music industry as if it's something achievable which yeah. to me it's like it sure it is yeah but i wouldn't focus it's, on it's it it's not something that you should be like, like that's not should wait. We, that's you shouldn't try and actively <laughs> achieve that because yeah. like, they didn't try to actively no. achieve that yeah. i don't think i mean sure maybe they had those dreams but when they i don't know anything about this band but yeah. i mean any band well, like that yeah lots of bands that are there they've done that yeah. uh some like they they did it just took off for them yeah and then they rode the wave the right way they made the right choices they had the right help yeah and everything came together yeah but i don't think that there's and then, like you hear interviews, people are like, "Yeah, I always knew." I yeah. Like, did you? Did you always know? Yeah. I really feel like like there was probably times of extreme self doubt. Yeah. And like you were afraid for what was going to happen. Yeah. I, I really don't feel like you always knew. <laughs> you know. Because like, it's so. Any like yeah, it's so many things can go wrong, for that one thing to go right. You know what I mean? Like you really totally. have to play your cards right. But then you get to a certain point, like Queens of the Stone Age, and like. You know, all the all the fucked up shit you read about them. Yeah. Like, you know, it kicks a person in the face. Um, the guitar player, whatever his name is, said all that fucked up shit about after the, the shooting. Uh, like, oh, yeah. Like, headlines, headlines, yeah. headlines. But they're such a strong band, it can't kill them. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's when you can start making mistakes. Yeah. Once you're already reached that you're level. But, but any any one of those those headlines could have killed them, like, you know, like, yeah, after their first ago, record. Yeah, around, right? like, like, yeah, that's true. That's very true. Um. Yeah, I guess just don't kick anybody in the head right now. That's, Wait. Yeah, that's I'm, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm <laughs> that's, waiting. That's to 25 reach that years level. in. That's the move, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. I don't know. I feel like uh, lately too, because now that we're trying to like figure out the move to like break out, um, just in London, 
it's it's so weird how like attainable i've recently like realized all that shit is like just like i said like like texas king isn't the genos right now and like I know some of those guys. Like, I'm not fucking good friends with them, but, like, I've talked to them before. Sure. Like, I know who they are kind of thing. And, like, that's weird. It's like, yeah. oh, I fucking... No, I, I feel that. I worked at Music Hall with two of those guys, and, like, now they're at the Junos. When you whatever. actually start to, like, touch something that, like, touch something... I shouldn't say touch something yeah. repeatedly. <laughs> <I know. laughs> when you when you when you realize how you're not actually that far from it, like, yeah. you know the people who know the people. Yeah. That's a huge thing. Yeah. Like, like for me, that was um, like a folk music Ontario, uh, big conference in Toronto every year. Well, yeah. Toronto, Ottawa, it moves around. Um, I was there as part of their youth program uh, last year. It's like a membership program. They put you on with a, an artist. Mine was Leonard Sumner. Mm-hmm. Leonard's like such an incredible right. person, like, you know, indigenous leader, fucking like the guy is heavy. Yeah. I was so lucky to, to work with him. Um, but anyway... You, you meet people like that and other people like I met Kaya Cater, I met Del Barber, I met like, and I saw Del Barber play with uh, Old Crow Medicine Show oh, nice. and Matt Anderson at Echo Beach in Toronto like, yeah. like, like six years ago with Katie Pedler's dad. There's a reference oh, that no n- one else gets. <laughs> um, nice. So, so but, but point being like, it's like, holy shit, like, yeah. I know you, yeah. but I know you from before, yeah. right? And now I'm like, buying you a beer yeah <laughs> and it's like it's like that's a really weird and good feeling yeah because it's like it's reassuring in a certain way it's like i'm not that far away from these people yeah. i'm not these people i'm not close to being these people yeah but I, at least i get to be in the same room as them yeah for sure for sure even like uh like some of our profs are like fucking legends in the business and in like a way that like you might not know who they are but then like if i told you right. what they were doing you'd be like, oh fuck like that's fucking cool they're connected to um, things that yeah are. and they just like want to help you you know as long as you fucking show up and like show that you care kind of thing um yeah but it's like something that i never really thought was like attainable in like grade 12 where i was like i fucking love doing this but like i don't know <laughs> then like here i am now but uh yeah man i don't know um I was telling Riley the other day, who's in here from Basic White, about uh, our Blame It on the Rain days. <laughs> was, should, did, you say, did you talk about that on the uh, podcast? Yeah. Oh, you're killing me. You're killing me. Kind of, though. Like, actually, what I did uh, separate from that, I was telling him about the finals of uh, Battle of the Bands in grade 12, where I wore those, like, I wore that, like, stupid outfit at music, or the, not music hall, the Meaford Hall. Or I, was, I wore like uh, white long johns and those beige shorts, and then uh, I don't remember this at all. Yeah, it was fine. You don't have to remember. Was your hair and poofy that, at that point in time? <laughs> no, it wasn't poofy. Oh. There's no poof. I was clean shaven and I had short hair, and then uh, and then I was telling them how uh, the first song I ever played live with the band was "Under the Bridge" when you when like our band yeah. did. Uh, what was that? That Battle was of "Battle of the Bands." Yeah, yeah. the other thing was uh, "GSS Idol." Idol yeah. And I was like, yeah, I was like, I fucking not the first song to play for like your first performance. I think so. It was great. <laughs> it was, was fucking awesome. I time. fucked up the guitar so bad, man. Did I play guitar or just sing? No, you just sang. And then oh yeah, and I, second... I was wearing a Ramones T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> and I yeah, had that yeah. terrible haircut. <laughs> and then the second check song, out the photos on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, they probably are on the Facebook somewhere. That's fuck. Yeah, they definitely are. They're definitely on the my Russian face, spies but... have, have yeah. photos of me and Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> They're just waiting. <laughs> yeah, man. And then we played an original after that, and then you played guitar and I sang. Yeah, I wonder what that was about. Yeah, I don't remember. 
This, I feel sorry for these people listening to us. Trying to, like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I wonder what that was. I don't remember the past. <laughs> it definitely probably wasn't like the best compared to like well, we, well, we were young. Yeah, I was in grade ten, we when we were and 14? you were in grade nine. Yeah, it probably wasn't very good. Great <laughs> observation, Caleb. <laughs> when, when we could barely play our instruments, yeah, that was when we were at our top. That's when we peaked. Yeah, it's all been downhill from there. I don't even know what we're doing right now. Was that your first band? Yeah. Well, I mean, I had bands in like oh. grade seven see I, I i had one band in grade seven and eight yeah well like i oh yeah you were yeah. our bands like kind of merged because yeah yeah we cut we cut my band in half and your band in half yeah and uh <laughs> the best of both i was always no in, offense to all those other guys me and jobin and eric were always in a band together just because it was like the it three was of fun. us yeah. yeah and jobin had a drum set so we were and like, eric had a bass eric yeah eventually got a bass and then uh which he sold to my brother like years later <laughs> just as like a fun little information yeah but then uh yeah and then we got jake and mcdonald and shane that was fucking that was interesting blaming on the rain though greg named the band blaming on the rain yeah i didn't <laughs> even know what it was until yeah. afterwards mr kearns was like you guys know who millie vanilli is <laughs> you're like no <laughs> you should look him uh, up yeah, that was bad. That was bad. <laughs> yeah. like we, but if, if we had have owned it and just been like, no, it's punk rock. We're naming our band after phonies. <laughs> yeah. And like, that would have been great. We could have, we could have just like, if I, if we were smart enough to like, just say it was purposeful. Yeah. Or on purpose, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. It was, yeah. That would have been probably the move. That would have been the move. But, you know, whatever. Always go with punk rock. I don't know what punk rock is. I probably I, I wore a Ramones t-shirt once. That's about as close as I got to understanding it. Yeah. Oh well. I don't know either. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Yeah. You know. It's an enigma. Okay, let's let's get this going back on the, on the tracks <laughs> yeah. here, Kill. I don't know. What do you want to talk about? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Who have you been listening to? Who's somebody out of like have you that you've like met on your travels that you're like really stoked about? Musically. Yeah. Um. I should definitely talk about the lifers, cause and and London knows the lifers, cause the lifers started here too. Okay. Um, they're like a super awesome. I don't like I I won't try and define them with the genre, but they're definitely in the world of folk, and they're they're just like working on an album right now. Uh, they're getting some CBC play, and they've been like super super supportive to me, and cool. just like I mean like Anita was at the show last night, cause uh, uh, Sam, who's her boyfriend, and also plays in the lifers as the drummer. Uh, he was doing his solo stuff, Samson wrote, and, like, Anita and I had a nice conversation, and just, like, very, like, you know, like, supportive, like, talk about the ups and downs of this thing, like, you know, and yeah. just, like, they're they're always there for me, and I always am super appreciative of them, but musically, they're fucking incredible, right. like, the live show is super awesome, and, like, definitely catch them, they're, I think they're going on a, they're going on a huge tour soon, like, oh, cool. US, Canada, nice. Europe a bit, like, so, definitely the lifers, um, I'm excited about them and it's like people that I know very personally and like have played shows with and stuff and yeah. it's exciting to know that like they're you know getting to that point where things are really about to start happening I think yeah. and I think that I hope they know that too Yeah, and I'm sure they do Yeah, but so the lifers for sure um, I mean as far as like Zanzinger like I said I love Zanzinger's music um, as far like I love all the guys I play with in, in Hungary but Zanzinger really I think is incredible right like he's put out some great stuff and he hates all of it pretty much he's like one of those guys he's <laughs> yeah, like he's he, he, he's, good he can't be satisfied yeah. almost um 
but I mean, that's kind of what I like about him is he's very critical of, of his own work and also yeah. other people's. Like he's not at all afraid to right. tear something apart. Yeah. Which to me, I really like. Some people can't stand that because they just want that. That doesn't help them as an artist. For yeah. me, it does. Um, at one point, I didn't. At one point, like when somebody criticized something, it I felt bad about it. Or yeah. Whatever. But now it, I just it just challenges me and yeah. makes me feel like. I have to defend what my choices and what I've done. Yeah. And if I can't do that, then, you know, yeah. I definitely need to change some things. If I can, then I guess I'm okay. Yeah. Or I think I am. We, uh, one of my roommates who plays bass in my band, I always make fun of him because he's just like, he always has like a, will have a negative reaction to anything. So like sometimes I just like, I'll show people like, oh, I was thinking this for like the single art or whatever. And I like won't show him. And then you like, can you show Hayden? I'm like, no, he hates it already. And then he's like, come on, man. But there's a point where like that is frustrating, but sure. also I appreciate it because it is good to be like, well, here's my idea. And he's like, I don't know if it's the best, but then he'll be like, but what about this? And then he'll like, if it's musically, like especially musically when it comes to us like putting songs together, he'll be like, I don't think that, what about this? And a lot of the times it's like, oh yeah, that's or, right. Or at the very least it makes you like, it, it checks you, right? Yeah. So you have to go, no, I am right. Yeah. And, and there's been that, there's been that times yeah. too. And like, he'll have the conversation. He's not like a dickhead. Right? He's For just sure. like, no. like he quits or whatever, but it's, it's not really good to have that balance. And I think for a, like a while, like i was i definitely wasn't that way but i think coming here and like playing with people that are just like undeniably like really fucking good makes you makes me anyway be like all right yeah i can learn well you have confidence in them as you have confidence in yourself yeah exactly and i just think i just think that that was like an important point that is good to like have both yeah and if you're not that way on yourself like it's good to have somebody there to just kind of like check you every once in a while which is important. And like you need in creative same. freedom. You need to be free yeah. to like explore what you're doing. But once you've done it, then you need to be able to look back and yeah, you know, question it and you know, modify it if because everything needs like like and and, and we, you don't even notice like if you play the song five times live, yeah, it has changed so much from that first time to the, yeah. the last. Or unless you practice the shit out of it or whatever. But point yeah. being that the song evolves on its own and and in ways that are so small you won't even notice. Yeah. Like, there'll be one bar here that wasn't there before, or yeah. even smaller than that, like the dynamics. And there's so many aspects of a song that, you know, can evolve even to just each crowd, right? Yeah. Like, I know for me, if it's uh, if it's like a quieter crowd, I'll, I'll, I'll sing differently. I'll sing with more, like with less effort and, right. and, you know, like a little lighter and try and be like a little more fragile on stage. Right. Um, if the crowd is not that way, I will fucking jump around and yeah. not jump around i don't jump but yeah. I, I step <laughs> I, I sashay a little bit up there uh you know like i, I respond to the crowd so it changes the song so yeah it changes me and changes my attitude what i say between the songs right. and all that stuff right right so yeah like everything's always evolving and you just like sometimes you do something unexpected and you're like okay i'm keeping that yeah that's going to be an ongoing idea right interesting um do you ever want to do like, well, not ever, but like as like music videos or something like in your interest? I don't know if music videos are like, I just feel like I've seen great music videos for solo artists, but mm-hmm. I feel like it, like it's like everything. I don't know. In my mind, like like making merch for a band, way easier than making merch for a solo artist. Yeah, fair enough. Right? Like, like um, 
you know, like Black Sabbath, okay? <laughs> yeah. Right? We have the word black and we have Sabbath. So Sabbath gives you a kind of a religious context. Black is black. The poster's black. You got these <laughs> devils here and some other shit, right? There's some ideas yeah. that have come together. Then they have War Pigs, which is like their album or whatever. Yeah. And uh, they got some rockets on there. So they can use those words to build some shit. If you right. put Greg Smith up there, <laughs> it's like you, a lot of stuff has to make sense for you to put devils and fucking... Yeah. rockets around my name yeah that's right fair. <laughs> so i feel like this is the same way with a video yeah right like and just because it's it's harder to, to represent yourself right when you're just one guy right or when you're alone right like you can have an aesthetic if you're a band yeah right? like a, a band like there's enough guys up there i shouldn't say guys there's enough people <laughs> you know that's fair uh that there's uh there's you can kind of get a picture of what's going on but yeah. with one person like you know, I could show up to one show in a t-shirt and I could show up to one show in a suit and then yeah. people are not sure, you know. Yeah, what's up? So I just feel like with music videos, it's kind of the same thing. Like if I was going to do a music video, um, I'd do it like my favorite music video, uh, which is the, the, the Country and the Cunt by Zanzinger. Okay. Um, some name, that, you know, some name <laughs> on that song, but the music video is incredible. Like it's beautifully shot, really well done. Um, and he's only in it in the very end, he, he plays one verse. Right. Just like solo acoustic on guitar. Yeah. And I think it's it's an incredible music video. Check it out. Um, but that's probably how I do it. I don't think I'd really want to be involved in it. I'd want it to be like some separate art project. Right. You know, it's like when I when I design a t-shirt, which I'm doing now. I yeah. say that like I've done it before. Yeah. I'm doing it right now for the first time. Uh, I don't I do not do it myself. Right. I get someone outside. Yeah. To, I, and I, I control what I play. I talk to them yeah, to, yeah. See, to get it how I want, to make my vision happen. Yeah. But I get someone else who is good at making those right. like, things like that come to life. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, have, I hire them. Yeah. I would do the same thing. If yeah. I wouldn't make the music video myself, I would allow someone to listen to my song and then tell me what they think the music video should right. be. And, you know, put it in someone else's hands. Right. Yeah. Interesting. But also, I don't think that music videos have that, like, huge of an effect anymore. No? I don't think so. Why not? Because, I mean, it's just another piece of social media. Like, like a live video, it does the exact same thing. Yeah. A great live video, you know, it's just, it's another thing to get views on. Yeah. Right? Like, a music video used to be, like, because of TV and stuff, right? Yeah. It had had that aspect. It gave people something to watch with your music. Yeah. You know, something to talk about and all this stuff. But I think now it's like, oh, for the cost of it, there's a really, you know. Yeah, fair enough. With the and maybe there's an aspect of professionalism. Like, you know, did you really put out an album if you didn't put out a music yeah. video? <laughs> but I, I don't know that it's necessary. That's fair. I don't know. I think it's still a good promotional. I think this is, okay, this is my counter argument <clears> to you. I think that, uh, I think people are stimulated better visually. So I think marketing-wise, especially for like younger bands, I sure. think it is a better move. Bands I think is different. The reason I started filming these is because they get a fuck of a lot more views than people listening to them. Right. So people listen more on YouTube than they do on like iTunes or. Because they like to look at Caleb. Yeah, exactly. And like that. we haven't put, we're not putting anything on like streaming until uh, we just put the whole EP out. But like I put the single, uh, we have video, and on Bandcamp, and like again, like the video. It's coming up on like 500 views and there's not even fucking close to that on Bandcamp, which like I didn't promote it out through Bandcamp right. t- the same way that I did the video. But um, I don't know. I think that like, I think the visual aspect is. I, I think so too, but I just, I think if that, you're doing it well. Yeah. But I, th- I just think that like once, 
once that vi- once you have it on Spotify and stuff, people are going to stop watching the video. They're going to listen to it there, or That's they're going to buy it. Hopefully, That's fair. yeah. Um, so for that period of time when you don't have it on a streaming service. It, it's really just like something to share on social media. I mean, that's fair. It's a yeah. promotional tool, you know, yeah. but it's a very expensive promotional tool. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess you're going to have more longevity on like, I think it, a for streaming. a band it's different. I think there is like a, like a this, it's something, maybe it's tradition. Maybe it's like, just like a pattern yeah, thing. Like people want to, again, see your music video cool to say you did a music video. Cool to say you did a music video. <laughs> that's my, one of my favorite things in, in music so far is just like all the stuff that's like, you know, like cool to say you went on tour. Yeah. Right. So it's like you're going on tour just yeah. to be able to like be like a person who went on tour or yeah. whatever, like all that stuff where it's like yeah. you're just trying to like get those little achievements so you yeah. can, you know, sew onto your little music uh, yeah. scouts sash or whatever, yeah. you know, like get your little badge. But I think too, like there's stuff that like, well, like recording, for instance, like I did all those shitty recordings with like a USB mic, and like I always felt good about your shit, man. I always, that's how I always felt okay. You, you, you did a lot with a little, you did a lot with a little. <laughs> but like to say, like, oh, here I put out an album in like 2014, which like, you know, whatever it was, what it was. But like now we like recorded in like a fucking killer studio at school, and like. Um, got Dan Broadback to mix it and master it and stuff and like it's like a real thing that sounds fucking awesome is I feel like oh like this is actually real now that I'm like we're actually gonna put out something where like at the time it felt real but it also was a little bit like playing rock star at the time where like now this is like I have an actual band and these are songs that I can like present live and but but like you know like all the best to you if if this thing goes really well for you and you go on to do bigger and better things everything behind you is going to feel that way oh yeah i know know i mean so like this studio is going to not compare to whatever you know yeah like whatever you know well yeah analog obviously the next one you know whatever right but you know the point is that i think that that's like the constant feeling is that whatever you done have done before for me i always think about like the way I used to interact with musicians. Yeah. Right? Like like the, the emails I used to write and yeah. stuff. And I look back, I'm like, oh, man. Yeah. Like, what an idiot. Yeah. Like, like, like I don't know. Like, well, like, I'm definitely glad I did all that stuff because it's still, like, a, a learning experience. Totally. You know? Writing There's shitty emails is, is a really big part of this yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but it's just what I, my point with that was just, like, if, like, this is actually, like, a real thing right you're closer to that i'm running off of than like i put some songs together and like especially at the time because i was like i really probably wasn't taking it as seriously as i should have like i thought i was but i was just like i can put music on the internet now that's the same thing where like it was exciting it was exciting for you just to be able to put something out there and see what would happen yeah uh whereas now you're like you're making calculated decisions You know, you're timing things. Yeah. You're and like that's 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 for me is always such a revelation is like thinking about like all the planning. Yeah. Like like when I put out my first EP, I was just excited to have an EP. And yeah. I just I as soon as it was ready and in print, I put it up on Bandcamp, I put it up on Spotify, yeah. and it was just like it was out there. Yeah. And then I was kinda like, Yeah, I guess I should have probably booked some shows, did a release show and like yeah. all this <laughs> stuff that's like obvious, but at the time I just wanted to have an EP out in the world. Yeah. Right? So like now looking forward, like when I put up the next one, I want to have like a tour to go with. Yeah. It. I want to do like I did a bit of media with the other one, but you know I want to I yeah. want to do interviews. I want to yeah. do radio if I have any songs that have radio potential, which is kind of questionable because yeah. everything's like six minutes. Uh, <laughs> you have to make some radio edits. On, yeah. uh, cut out <laughs> a verse. Like, <laughs> it's story based music, so you only yeah. get half the story, but at least it's on the radio. Um, yeah, so I, I think like the, you just slowly get such a 
a bigger idea of scope right of a scope scale i don't know maybe both whatever yeah. um and and start to see how much planning and thought goes into everything like like i there's some like the managers that i talk to and like i don't have a manager but i talk to managers yeah, yeah. and you know kind of get ideas of what i should do and like they're talking about like you know they're booking shows for their artists like two years in advance yeah like they reserve a spot at whatever theater let's you know yeah. let's say it's meford hall yeah <laughs> you know right so that 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 spot is reserved for this artist potentially yeah you know and then like in a year after closer to that they'll confirm that date or whatever right so there's like yeah yeah it just gets bigger and bigger, yeah. like to the the scale of uh, all the planning and thought that goes into everything, right? Like yeah. there's so many, so many things. Yeah, right? you just learn more and more things, and you just like try and hold on to as much as you can and take that knowledge. And you know, like that's one thing I always think about is like I could in two years bury Greg Smith and start some yeah. pseudo thing, yeah. pseudo yeah. name, pseudonym, yeah, pseudonym, pseudonym. Yeah, and yeah. And and then take everything I've learned and all the people I've met and all that stuff and start over again. Yeah. Right. And maybe that's what I'll have to do because yeah. I've put out a bunch of albums under this name and yeah. it's, it's not like it's something I want to c- can be known for yeah. going forward. But you know, I I, I take uh, encouragement in that. I know that I can do that yeah. with all this knowledge and like so I feel like that's the most important thing is just learning. Yeah. And you know, listening to people who are who are being successful. And, and asking them questions and, you know, figuring out how to write a better email. Yeah. And uh, figuring out how to book the shows, figuring out how, how a tour works. Like, that was a revelation for me was just figuring out how to plot dates together that in a specific sense. order, yeah. understanding how long it takes to drive from one place to another, figuring out where you're going to sleep. Yeah. If there's some kind of promotional thing like radio or whatever you can do during the day. Yeah. And then you just put it all together and yeah. then you have a tour. Yeah. But, like, when I first started thinking about booking tours, it was like... How do I know if it should be Friday night or or yeah. Monday night and, yeah. <laughs> and like you know and all this stuff and then it just slowly makes sense yeah. right you slowly look at other people's tours and see where they play and then you document and lists or whatever big tip my favorite thing Google Maps you can star places oh, okay. save them so if I put up my Google Maps right now and zoomed out on Canada there are stars from fucking yeah. Halifax to Victoria For right like because venues and every stuff? venue I see that somebody's playing I put a little dot on that guy right, right? so and then I can when I want to book a tour of some kind or think about booking a tour i can like where do i know places yeah you know and, and where how would i go about it because it gives yeah. you a visual yeah kill big on the visuals <laughs> uh way to plan a tour so that's a cool hot tip yeah from the world of greg smith but yeah we were uh well we're like looking into doing like a weekend tour to like three dates on a little weekend around southern ontario this summer um which we haven't got together yet but um, I had Lost in Japan in here the other day, and like Addison's booked a few tours, and we were talking about that, like similar to what you're just like talking about right now is just like make sure it makes sense and like you know it's gonna cost money and fucking are you where are you gonna sleep and all all that same shit that you just said, um, but yeah, it's a lot of prep work that totally. like you don't think. and a lot of fuck ups like, <laughs> yeah. like I, last summer like I think last June, I drove four hours to Peterborough. To play the Garnet, which is a great bar, on a Tuesday. Yeah. Because I tried to book like a three three shows in a row. Tuesday, yeah. Wednesday, Thursday, and I think I even wanted Friday. I only ended up getting Tuesday. Right. So I ended up driving four hours. Uh, I had Friday too, but that's a pretty big space. Yeah. Uh, drove four hours with three stitches in my thumb to play nice. a show at a bar. And luckily, Mary Kate Edwards, who I'm going on tour with in May, uh, was opening. So it was a good show still. Yeah. She brings some people out. Yeah. Um, 
but you do shit like that where yeah. you just like fucking it's like okay i'm, I'm going to lose money on this yeah and this yeah. is not going to potentially this, this could be a terrible show it's tuesday yeah. night all this stuff you, you make mistakes yeah. and then you learn from that and you you yeah. know you build for sure for sure yeah and it's been like a learning uh because a lot of our shows so far have been weird which is why i want to do this like tour thing to like get out there and meet like other really good bands and like that's the thing Kitchener too and stuff because we've had like weird well like even like it would be weird if we you and i like my band and you played a show together but there's been shows like sure. that where like we went on last and the person that went before us was like literally the, there was a harp guitar you know what i mean like shit like that where we were like just got this random show sense. and the show like what actually worked out for us but just at the time it was like it's hard to get like pumped up jacked about that you know and um well for me like i played i remember once i played in hungary i opened for my friend mushu's band and i don't even know how to the matter is what it's called now but they're like some kind of like punk soul something right Mushu would kill me for calling it those names probably <laughs> but anyway the crowd just stared at me blankly yeah in the dark yeah and uh like that doesn't feel good either no. way right you need to be like where you should be like, yeah you need to find that place and and then like yeah like back to touring booking tours it's like then figure out like when to book the tour yeah right like like it's funny like if you're booking in june you can totally book june like this is why i'm finding you can yeah. totally book june like three months ahead yeah but if you're booking august yeah you better be booking that like four months five months ahead yeah right because just that's the way that the different parts of the year get yeah. booked yeah because like that's a popular time of year that's when the summer's going on that's when people want to go out and see live music all this stuff right? yeah so you just learn the patterns of this business yeah. everything has patterns yeah and then you know then you follow them and slowly start to build your life around those patterns right and and you learn by by not following the patterns yeah you see that okay this doesn't work i have a whole month where i can't book anything and now i'm gonna be fucking sitting around on my ass yeah and i don't like doing that so no. i'm gonna learn from that yeah for sure for sure um yeah man i don't know what else do you want to talk about what's some like what did what were some big takeaways from your trip to like to europe yeah i, I so I, I toured in in europe a little bit last year uh I, I played in hungary slovakia uh austria czech republic and serbia um and I think it's such an interesting thing, like, because I, I, I've, I've played, like, I think before that, the most I'd played in a row was, like, four shows. Right. But they were different kind of things. Like, it would be, like, an afternoon spot. And, like, yeah. It was, so, it wasn't really the same. But when you play every night for, like, six days, you get a real perspective of what you do and how what you do changes depending on the audience, depending on the venue. And, and when it's all close together, you really get more perspective on it, right? Yeah. And you find, like, last night was weird like something threw me off what was it and then you think oh it was the fact that i was playing standing up to an audience who was standing up and i didn't have a stage so i was just at eye level with everyone uh, and that threw me off right yeah. so you like yeah you you pick up things you wouldn't pick up if you weren't touring right. and stuff and then also just like you know i learned on that tour that uh when i book tours i can't leave myself time off because when i booked it i was like oh have this time off and I'll, you know, I'll go to Poland and I'll travel. <laughs> and, and then I got time off and I was like, fuck, I'm just going to sit in this apartment. And yeah. Like I, 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 did, I never switched time zones. Right. When I wasn't touring. Right. I, I was just like getting out of bed at 12, going to get something to eat at three, then like hanging out in the city for like three hours. Then I went to a bar around six and just like, you know, drank till midnight. And then, yeah. you know, I did, I did that did until I had another show. Yeah. And, and sometimes my friends would hang out with me and sometimes I'd be alone. And I was like, <laughs> that's not a, that's kind of a sad way to live. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, like, you know, 
So in future, I don't want that kind of time off. And it was yeah. great because my friends gave me apartments to stay in. So I only ended up like paying for places to stay like twice for that whole month. Right. Um, but yeah, like in future, I'd like to have it like more consistent, more consistent yeah. dates because like, especially like when I had the six days in a row, I think there was one day off in there and, uh, I, I took that day and I walked around the city and I had a nice time and I right. went to expensive stores where I can't afford anything and right. made the people who work on commission think that I could afford things. So I got to look at these expensive things, <laughs> uh, and all this nice stuff. Right. And I enjoyed myself yeah. because that time seemed like it mattered because I'd been doing something. Yeah. Right. Like, cause like for me, it was just like, you know, 9am get on a bus. Stay on the bus all day. Get off the bus. You find something to eat. Go to the venue. Play the show. Yeah. Get kind of drunk. Sleep, and then do the, that. Do that's the cycle, right? Yeah. And I like that because it's like a, you just follow it, and, yeah. and you can your control. Like there's a, yeah, yeah. You have to manage yourself. Right. Interesting. Cool. And and also like like how different audiences depending on their age respond and stuff like. Yeah, well you have to like middle-aged uh, Czech people in in uh, in Prague don't speak that much English, <laughs> yeah. so my jokes weren't very funny at all. You know, they just stared blankly at me, so I I had to cut all the jokes out and just play the music. Yeah, you know, halfway through the set, and then in Austria, in the in Vienna, uh, they fucking loved the jokes. And yeah, I, I, but I drank heavily that night, and right. some people didn't respond well to that. You know, I was standing on tables and stuff, and. You know, and then other shows I was like playing acoustic and I would just like, like not like totally unplugged. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I would just like jump off of the stage and get in people's faces and right. being loud and like, just like totally like being a maniac. Yeah. And, yeah. and I loved it. Yeah. But I also know that not every show can be like that or should be like that. Right. So, like, yeah, I just, I think pretty much the big takeaway is that when you play consistently over a short period of time, you get more perspective. Right. You can compare each night. Right. And understand what happened and why. And, and you yeah. learn a lot more faster. Right. So I'm looking forward to being back on tour. Yeah. Your shows aren't so spread apart. So it's not like you have to try to remember what happened. Like no, a it's, month it's ago. like, it's like, it's it like, like yesterday. And everything becomes so natural. Yeah. Right? Like you, well, after that second night, like you feel super good and like you yeah. just get up there and, and then, then you start doing stuff that you don't expect and you yeah. start surprising yourself. And yeah. Then you're having more fun than you can imagine. Right. Right. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Um, yeah, have we not touched on anything that you like want to talk about? Uh, I mean, th- social media hit me up on the uh, the old yeah, Greg Smith all, music links, Facebook, links in the, in the description. Oh, this guy's got me. He's <laughs> me I guess right, you know I we could reminisce upon uh, on shitty music high school days. Yeah, again. what do you? Is there like a really good story that we could tell? Probably not. I prefer not to. to be honest. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like something that was crazy. There was know, nothing man. crazy, like, man. There wasn't. Not no. There wasn't. Nothing musically anyway. I'm sure there's like other stories we could think of, but like I don't know. I mean like I'm I'm happy though that like Meaford is pretty musical. Well yeah, like, that's like Delaney I was gonna put say on that. a lot of good stuff. Yeah, like, we had a great music teacher and it was like it was weird because like music was the cool thing to do yeah, at our school. Yeah. Right? Like yeah, if you if weren't you, involved with music, you weren't involved with like yeah, people. Yeah. Right, because like everybody did music. Yeah, and I mean, sure, there's people who didn't. Well, you know, yeah, but they're like, not listening, so I can yeah. say that. Like, <laughs> you know, fuck them. Um, yeah. So that gave a great opportunity to, to do music, and I know other people who talk about like hiding the fact that they played music from the people they went to high school with. Yeah. You know, like they're like, I was already the weird kid. I'm not going to be the weird banjo kid. Yeah. To on top of that, you well, know? what I found funny is like about this program, and I've said it a few times, but there's like some people. That if you met them, you're like, oh, you've been cool forever. And they're like, 
no man like i fucking ate alone in high school and you're like what? it's just like a collection of outcasts almost but like everybody's fucking cool when they come here which was really interesting because you're just like i'm really weird but like your guys are really weird too and it's just like this yeah. amalgamation but some people like i came from a town that was really music supportive and we always had an opportunity like once a month you could play in the fucking school cafeteria and, yeah like, quite a few people came out like we played to like big crowds when we did like idol and stuff sure, like, like sold out theater for yeah the end of it, you yeah know? that like, was cool and like think about like that as a like i think i already already played maybe theater or something through actually well yeah my first show i was 15 and delaney set it up uh he got an email they were looking for a young yeah. performer to open for uh wilderness of manitoba right which are oh, like yeah i remember that. they're a fucking relatively big band yeah you know like they've been touring they, they're back at it again um you know, like, anyways, yeah, so yeah. I had that opportunity and I got paid for my first show in a theater and I'd never even played a yeah. show before. Right. Yeah. I showed up in my little vest and hat and yeah. plucked out some songs. Yeah. And, uh, I remember that. so there were so many opportunities like that where like, even now I would have a hard time getting up on a, yeah. like, get involved in something where I get to play a theater. Right. Yeah. Um, but we had those opportunities. You yeah. know, we played Meaford Hall as yeah. kids and that, that's a great stage. Yeah. It's a great room, incredible sound, you know? Yeah. So well, it, it gave you a taste, you know? I remember when, uh, like, for Idol, and we didn't make it through, like, the second round or whatever, and I was, like, pretty bummed out, and, because uh, there was, like, contra like, one band didn't play, but they made it through, you remember that? And uh, it doesn't matter, but, uh, so Delaney, like, came in and talked to me about it, and he's like, you know, there was, like, over 200 people there last week, and I remember just being like, oh, fuck, that's pretty cool, like, I played to that many people, because at the time, it was, like, 40, sure. maybe, maybe 40, and then like Meaford Hall is like 300 or 350 or something. And I just remember being like, that was so fucking cool. Like I played in that front of that many people. Like Totally. And and like, I, and I think like at times like you just get those opportunities. Like for me through uh, the exchange program that I was in, um, they had a conference every summer uh, in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Yeah. At uh, Calvin College. Super Christian college. Nice. Like we're talking like bedtime. You got to be in your oh, dorm by nice. midnight or else they lock you out. Uh, there's like... <laughs> There's like a three foot square area where you're allowed to smoke, um, you know, all this crazy stuff. But anyways, yeah. we, we, we didn't, we were just there. Yeah. Uh, no, no Christian organization stuff going on, but anyway, and they have an awesome theater, yeah. like incredibly beautiful theater, uh, 1400 seats or something. Nice. And as part of that conference, I got to play in their like little talent thing yeah, and yeah. for fucking 1400 people. It's oh, awesome. You know, there's a balcony, there's all of it. Yeah. Right. And it's like the light and the people and it's, that was you know, like that, that's, that's a dream to yeah. be able to do that. Like I look at tallest man on earth. He's kind of like, yep. not necessarily musically, but I definitely look up to what he does and how he's become a solo artist who gets to play the Sydney opera house. Yeah. Right. And like, that's an incredible thought for yeah. me that, that a solo artist could capture an audience of that size yeah. with a microphone and an acoustic guitar. Yeah, for sure. Right. So to get to be that for just a brief little one song moment, Yeah. you know, and I, I did it both times I went. So it was nice because I had a year apart. And so I had changed so much in my year away yeah. as a musician. So I had played the first time sitting down. Uh, I think I fucked up and said like, oh, fuck on stage, which <laughs> nice. didn't go over well nice. with the old crowd there. <laughs> Uh, and then I came back the second time and I was like, I was moving and I was performing yeah. and I was yeah. you know, like, I was, I was working the stage and it was like a nice, it was just a great opportunity yeah. to, to know that that's even possible for you. You know yeah. what I mean? Like when you get to play for that many people, it's like, there are people who can't, who would not be able to get up there and yeah. do that. Yeah. And so it's nice to have that feeling that, that I can, yeah. you know, even if that'll never happen again in my life. Yeah. 
there was that moment yeah know? i remember when we did uh me for Hall, and i was like i just like fucking gave it everything i had and i was like damn if i can never play in front of this many people again like i fucking did it and i have no regrets about doing it and then we did a, there's this concert every year with our program called Share the Land, just like a tribute to Jack Richardson and stuff. So everybody that's in the show does a cover, like your own way of a Canadian song. Okay. Um, and this mm. year was the first year it was at London Music Hall, which is fucking cool. Sure. Yeah. I've so, seen videos done there. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. like big spot other than Bud Gardens, it's like the next biggest place to play. So we were on there. I remember just before we were third on the bill, and I remember we were waiting at the stairs for the second band to get off. And I'm like, I've not been this nervous for a fucking show for so long. I was so fucking like scared. And we walked on stage, and I was like, Oh no, I got it. And the way we opened the song is, I did the first verse a cappella, so I was even more freaked out. Sure. And because there's like 500 people there, I think. But we did it, and we were like halfway through the first chorus, and I was like, This can't go wrong. Like nothing is gonna go wrong. And we like finished and I felt awesome about it. And it's just like, man, one, now that's the biggest crowd. Two, like there's been so many awesome bands that are like Anthrax played there a little bit before sure. that. I'm going to see Frank Turner there is obviously like a huge influence for me. Like yeah. big bands have played on that stage. And the fact that, you know, me and 22 other acts got to play on there. But it was just like fucking awesome. Sure. Man. No, that's the 20 doesn't another, take away from it at all. No, yeah, it's just like, yeah, thing. man, like we got to play on that stage, which is awesome. It's like which, posters. Yeah. You, know, you see your name on a poster for the first yeah. time. Like especially a good poster. Yeah. Like I was in a, I was in a little festival in Hungary uh, and and uh, this guy Rob had worked so hard on putting like the greatest poster ever together. Yeah. And seeing your name on there, it, it's like because it looks like something more than it is, yeah. right? It's just a small backyard festival, but this incredible poster yeah. makes you like, wow, yeah. you know, my name could be on a thing. You yeah, know? exactly. All that little stuff that just feels, like you said earlier, like, you know, it feels like it's real. Yeah. Like it's something that could be something more. Yeah. This is the part of being like that history. Like we played Call the Office a couple weeks ago, which like now doesn't hold as much weight as it did like, you know, 15, 20 years ago. But like, like you walk in there and like, Radioheads played there, mm -hmm. and like Queens of the Stone Age played there, and it's just like still cool, man. <laughs> it's still, you know, just like it wasn't like a huge show by any means at all, but it was just. So you're like, taking part in something. Yeah, okay. and we played. It was probably actually our best show, and it was just like cool. Like now we did that. Like yeah, it just feels like. I think we that's did such a, like a thing. Like like personal achievement is such a big thing in music. Like yeah, like I feel like you should always just feel successful. Like if you don't, you should just feel successful for for doing it in the first place, right? Yeah. Like people say, like, are you do you feel successful? It's like, of course I do. Yeah. Like I get to do what I like. Yeah. Like at what level doesn't really matter no. as long as you're trying and yeah, and you're feeling good about it. Like that's success. Like you're, that you're even here is success. Yeah. Right? And that's how you feel successful is when you hit those little milestones. Yeah. And you're like, cool, we fucking did it. And then what's next? Yeah. You know exactly. You because like. It's like drugs. You're just like, let's do that again. <laughs> but a little bigger. But a little bit, a little bit and more. And let's hope it doesn't kill us. <laughs> um, well, cool, man. I think that's a good note to end on. Sure. I think do so what you too. love. And do what you love. Feel good about it. All right. Make sure you check out Greg. I'm sh I'll put like a song in the audio version. Sure. I'll leave all your links and shit. Um, cool, man. Thanks for doing this. Hey, thanks for having me, Kale. It's good to see you just as a friend even. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. <laughs>